0: Hello, everybody. Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, we have some more news surrounding sort of the Instagram sphere as Montrez Harrell has now followed the Toronto Raptors on Instagram. It's the only team he's followed in the NBA outside of the LA Clippers. And, you know, this is coming off of the Clippers having that just tremendous flame out to the Denver Nuggets recently, blowing a 3-1 lead in the series. There's reports that he had some serious confrontations with... Uh, Kawhi Leonard's co-star Paul George and during a timeout or a huddle or stuff like that so what do you think this means for Montres Harrell potentially coming to the Toronto Raptors do you want to see it there's a lot of ways we can sort of break this down Riker
1: Ben I am Dennis Rodman <laughs> I am Dennis Rodman I am I am Dennis Rodman So that's what I have to say to that initially. Also, we know what this guy's all about, Ben. We're not going to kid two ways about this. This guy, he's a real card. He's got a very temperamental personality that seemed to fit in with all of the other personalities on that Clippers team. I don't know about his fit if we were to bring him in potentially to the Toronto Raptors. We'll talk about salaries in a certain way. We'll talk about what his potential ask or what his market value would be but on paper on paper ben even though he ain't dennis rodman he's six man of the year tremendous stat line besides three-point shooting he in my opinion he's a bigger better ronde Hollis jefferson and we're looking at marcus all potentially leaving to europe and do we want to slide in a guy that's a little bit more skilled or talented than boucher maybe maybe so I don't know, Ben. You can take wherever you want to start. We'll we'll, we'll start there.
0: Yeah, so you bring up the personality side first and Montre's Hero's been a guy that is was full of all the antics with the LA Clippers, had that Luka Doncic incident and is a loud guy energetic and that can go positive or negative for your team we all know how those types of players sort of they can energize a team but you know if you have too many of them it can make the locker room a bit disruptive and i think that's what's happened with the la clippers right now but he's definitely a guy as you said you brought up his stat line mantras hero won six man of the year this year he averaged about 19 points per game seven rebounds so can really put the ball in the uh, put the ball in the bucket despite the fact he isn't much of a shooter you know, he, he, I don't think he made a three pointer this season. He shoots about sixty five percent from the three throw line. So y- you're not getting that outside scoring from Montrezl Hero. That's not what you're bringing him in to do. And he's an undersized big. He's a six seven center, but the, the numbers don't lie, Riker. He can really he can really put the ball on the floor. He's energetic, and you know he's he's not Dennis Rodman, but seven rebounds for a guy that comes off the bench and is a is a spark plug. He definitely would bring some positives to the team. I know there's been some report there's his reviews on defense are are pretty mixed. I haven't watched him enough on the defensive end to really have a strong enough opinion. But from everything I've read, there's some articles saying he's he's really good. His energy and stuff for uh, especially as a post defender is is really positive. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of people saying he's not super mobile. And we just saw what Nikola Jokic did to him in a seven game series record. Right,
1: And that's a perfect point. And I think ultimately, Ben, this argument, we can maybe not shut this down. Obviously, we have a lot to say about this guy, but I think it's going to keep coming back to the whole no perimeter shooting that, that and especially given what he probably is valued at having that sixth man of the year showing that he's a capable inside scorer that he at least knows what he needs to do enough on a pick and roll situation or grabbing an offensive rebound and putting it back in despite his size uh, enough to put up almost 20 points per game coming off the bench I mean that's valuable mm-hmm. right there, there's no two ways around it. that's valuable to have on the court because I love Ronnie Ellis Jefferson throughout the season his motor what he was able to do He is probably pretty similar to this guy in terms of uh, temperament, in terms of what they want to go out there and achieve when they step out on the court. But you're, you're really right. In any big investment that you're going to make, you want them to also be beneficial for you come the most important time of the year i.e. playoff time and you can be i am dennis rodman all you want but if you're only getting two rebounds per game in that (laughs) nugget series and you're you're not helping stretch the floor uh, maybe he's not the best fit but ben for the regular season i'm just gonna throw it out there now i'd love to have this guy in the squad
0: interesting interesting because you know the toronto raptors have sort of especially as Masai Ujiri has really developed this team into his own because he didn't really make that many crazy moves initially once he took over the reins from Brian Colangelo's, You know, the initial little moves he made ended up working and ended up a lot of success for the Toronto Raptors. But as we have gotten to a fully, fully Masai ujiri would team, so to speak, I know that's not a verb, but that's what this team has become. We are filled with three-point shooters and defenders. That's what, where we found our success, having two-way guys on both sides of the floor and that, that can knock down the three, score that way, and and defend. And while Montrezl Harrell does a lot of things really good on the court, he doesn't do those two things at an especially high level, right? He does a lot of other things. And so the question I sort of look at here, would him sort of breaking the mold of a traditional Raptors player a positive considering it's a it's a nice switch up and you can maybe throw a different look because definitely in these playoffs uh, with uh, Pascal Siakam struggling we didn't have that sort of explosive score you know that did different things when Lowry wasn't hitting and Lowry wasn't completely on fire and be Lowry being 35 next season we can't really expect him to do that night in night out maybe having a spark club could be a positive but then again the Raptors have had so much success building around these types of these archetype of players being 3 and D guys that you know Montrose Harrell is going to take as you said a significant investment in, in money in a in a contract and we're trying to keep that space for potential free agents for guys that we are going to end up losing they're going to need to be re-signed so will we want to invest that in Harrell, or is is it good to sort of switch up the mold for a Raptors player
1: well this is the thing Ben cuz again we're we're looking at We're looking at bringing in a big if Marc Gasol does leave to Europe or if we don't look at re-signing him, if he goes to a different team, etc. Because really what we have left then on the roster is Chris Boucher, coming up and filling in the, the backup center position for Serge Ibaka, or like you said, maybe playing a little more creatively, or we broke this down the Marcus Alpot. I'm assuming this one's actually going to come out before that, but we talked a little bit about playing throughout the regular season, that small ball lineup with OG at the five. And this is why I think Montrezl Harrell wouldn't be bad on the team because throughout the regular for the regular season, because throughout the regular season, we saw Rondé Hollis Jefferson come in, have impact lead fast breaks at times Get those little nitty gritty stops, little blocks, little tips, steals under the basket. You know, put the ball in when there's good position down in the deep post. And I think all of those things contribute to a win, especially against the lesser teams. Mm -hmm. So I think he would add value to the regular season, maybe not in a small ball lineup, like you said, because we talked about why there were shortcomings for the Rockets. Russell Westbrook wasn't able to shoot the three. You can make the same argument if we put Montrezl Harrell out there with four other shooters. They just sag off of him, kind of defeats the point. But, you know, you I guess we're both ultimately looking at the playoffs. And, yeah, maybe he would have been helpful in a series like Boston where the guys are sluggish, nothing's really happening on offense, they're taking a lot of perimeter shots, missing a lot of perimeter shots, and you have a guy you can just pass the ball in there, he's able to wrestle down low, make a couple buckets. Maybe that turns into something. I don't know. I But, again, I... I think if the money was right and we're shy a person for the backup C position, I wouldn't hate having him on the team, but is he a guy that I'm going to put all my chips on the table for to win a playoff series? I don't think there's no way we can argue that that's obviously the answer is no.
0: Yeah. And like, that's the thing, the, the money that we'll probably take to sign him. He's a six man of the year, right? He's a guy that, that just won that, that hardware. And he's, He's a great scorer, obviously, clearly from the stat line, and even though he's not your your 2020 ideal defender, so to speak, from what I've seen, I haven't seen him play enough, and I want to preface that consistently, so people have obviously watched the Clippers more, correct us down below, but he, he does provide that energy in rebounding, which is maybe not necessarily defensive stats and all that sort of stuff, but... They energize the rest of the team, so the the team defense can stay at a high level when he's on the court. So it's it's an interesting thing to look at, and will he Matt, you know feed into a salt playoff roster and all that? There's still questions to be had with that, but I think we've alluded to it a lot in this podcast. The the money situation, I think, would be the biggest sort of roadblock to actually signing Montrez Harrell, and potentially if Masai Jerry thinks he's a, a personality clash with a, a certain with other teammates or whatnot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're looking at what the money is, I mean, I'm not sure what the salary cap is going to look like for the next season, but Lowry's still locked down the big contract. Pascal Siakam's next season starts big. So... Mm-hmm. That's going to be a bit of an issue that you're going to have to really look at, and then of course you're gonna we're gonna to have to probably max out or give a lot of money to Fred Van Vliet. Serge Ibaka coming off of his best season, he's going to have equally as much or more money, I would assume. Marcus always getting paid 25 mil, so I'm hoping we can replace him with a much cheaper person, but to bring him in, Montrezl Harold, you'd have to guess that he's going to need around 10 or 15 million dollars per season, and I just don't see how the money would really work, especially if we're trying to keep it on a more lean model so that there's space for future guys like og like norm when the time comes like keeping that cap space open for 2021 because it seems like you know obviously in the best interest of a player you don't want to assign a short-term deal unless you really think that your trajectory is going to go up after a year or something but usually the risk of injury keeps it so that you want to extend yourself for as much as possible so you can get paid so I I just don't I think the the combination of no 3 point shooting and he's going to be a guy that you'd have to give a respectable amount of money to on a team that we've already paid our top guys a ton of money I mm-hmm. I don't think there's a way that to really make that work.
0: Yeah. And you you brought it up. This season we have a lot of free agents and I I don't want Montres Hero over Sergej Are You in agreement with that?
1: Oh, 100%. 100.
0: Yeah. Serge is clearly the more valuable piece in comparison to those two guys. So you, I don't want any cent of Serge Ibaka's money going to a, a guy like Montrezl Harrell, who who can't do the same thing Serge can do on the court. And then you know we we have a pod coming on Marcus Sugg potentially going to Europe, and we, we don't necessarily think he'll be he'll be back next season with all the reports that are out there now. And so we're, we're we're not too worried about his money. Fred Van Vliet that's another video we have we have on on route, but the Knicks are looking. To offer him about $22 Rikers. so those, that's a lot of money just since Serge and Fred, and then as you brought up, Montrose Harrell's probably going to want a long-term deal after just winning six men of the year, I don't think he just signs a one-off deal, unless the Raptors want to up front give him like 20 odd million dollars to in the same vein like the Morris twins get they get those one-year deals where it's pretty high value at least Marcus Morris got this season and and then see what happens but I, I'd say after being a 26 year old he'd want to cash in being entering the prime of his career and the this the offseason I know 2021 is often brought up for Giannis and potentially Kawhi now that's a name thrown around and Depot and those players but the Raptors have Norman Powell as a free agent in 2021, even bigger OG Ananobi nobie's a free agent in 2021, and guys you might not think of like Terrence Davis. Those are all players that have been really good for the Raptors and they have to be re-signed. And even if it's 2021, obviously the flexibility is for the, the, the around the NBA is for the, the big fish like Giannis and them, but the Raptors have a lot of big fish of their own that they have to keep in 2021. And, you know, would you rather have a Montrezl Harrell over even a Norman Powell? Definitely not OG Ananobi for me. But would would you even want to give Norman Powell or T.D.'s money to Montrezl Riker? Well, no.
1: Well, T.D. is that's a tough one. I mean, he showed TD's flashes of brilliance, and the 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 thing with comparing a center to guards is the center would also have to be able to shoot threes. So no, you're going to always want to give your money to the more skilled player. So OG is going to come ahead in the pecking order. Norm's going to come ahead. Terrence Davis, maybe, but if they all keep playing strong seasons, there's no way we're able to pay them all plus 10 million, keep them all in the books. You know, like eventually you kind of saturate your ability to, to pay everyone. And you'd expect that some guys would walk. And that's why trading is so common in the NBA. But Again, I'm I'm just looking at the short term. I'm looking at if Marcus all walks, I'm looking at is Chris Boucher able to take the next step up and become a legitimate heavy minute rotation guy as the backup center. I don't know. I wouldn't hate to have a guy who is reigning sixth man who does some of those things right, but again, I, as I said at the very beginning, it's really all going to come back to can he do that key thing, which is if the Raptors are shrinking their size, if they're getting to to that modern day NBA small ball lineup, would he be a fit on it in the in the most important period of the year playoffs? The answer I have to say is no, unless there's some other argument that I'm missing, but you know, I, I think he'd be tremendous on the regular season, but you, you you just can't pay out a guy. You can't cash him out if uh if he's not going to be a contributing factor on a playoff team. That's just a fact.
0: Yeah, so that we're both in the same boat in that with the contracts, but let's just say we could get him for a one year deal that wouldn't really affect our long term cap. Right? Yes. We were you, you would you be down to sign yes. Montrez Hero? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's I'm probably in the same boat. Even if you got a up front, just see what happens. You know, maybe his yeah. defense is better than we expect. Maybe in a Nick Nurse offense, he's just completely unleashed because we've seen players just explode when they go to different systems, particularly systems that have free flowing offense and all that. And the Clippers ran a lot of isolations last year, but him, to be fair, the Lou Williams Montrez pick and roll was, was pretty filthy during the regular season. But yeah, uh, for a one year deal, I think it'd be fine as. It, I lost a lot of, well, the, for a lot of those Clippers players in the the Dallas Mavericks series, M- mostly Morris. I was mixing those guys up for who actually injured Luka in that series, but it's, you know, I think he'd be fine on the Toronto Raptors as one of those guys. He's not the most likable player when you're not, he's not on your team, but if he is on your team, I'm sure he's a, they'll become a fan favorite, just like kind of guys like Rondé and whatnot, but... I don't know, Riker. Let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. Do you want to see Montres Hero come to the Toronto Raptors next season? Is this you know, is this a would be a potentially good signing? Should he be a long term piece for the Raptors? Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Any last words, Riker?
1: That's it for me, Ben. Cheers.